Hey everyone, welcome to the first ever episode of the Out of Vika scene. Welcome, my name is Neva, I am your host, and today we're going to be talking a little bit about something that millions of seniors a year go through that needs to be talked about a lot more, and that is senioritis. So, for starters, you might be wondering why I chose this topic for my first episode, and the reason is because it is that time of year when it is time to apply for university or college or decide whether or not you want to do either of those things, and it's not fun. It's really not, because it feels like the entire year is just banking on that one moment of whether or not you get accepted or not. And if you're like me, you probably still don't even know what you want to do, and that's even more stressful. So if you don't already know what it is, it happens to most, if not all, grade 12s or just seniors. And I honestly believe that it happens to everyone, uh, even if they're not really aware of it in some capacity, because I have I have yet to meet, meet, wow, just became Australian for a second there. I have yet to meet a single person who has not been affected in some way or another. And even if they don't think so, it's pretty obvious. Either way, <laughs> uh, according to the Northwind Omniscient, 78% of seniors reported having it. And if you haven't already been accustomed to the <laughs> different symptoms of it, a few of them include depression, hopelessness, lack of motivation, not caring about classes or sometimes anything, sleeping in class, if that's something you're not usually prone to doing, and feeling guilty of all of those things on top of that because of expectations you either put on yourself or external ones that come from family or society. Something that even happened to me was feeling random surges of nostalgia and wanting to spend more time with your friends and family, feeling like everything's about to come to a halt and you don't know how to deal with it. So from what it sounds like, it sounds like the world is ending. And as I was reading all these symptoms, all the feelings just came rushing back of what exactly was happening during those how many, eight months? I don't know how to do math, but during that senior year, and it was not fun, especially because even if there were times of joy, like for example, going to events and doing really fun stuff, it was mostly just tampered down by senioritis the entire time. Either way, I'm here to tell you that it's it does end because I genuinely thought that when I was in it, when I was in it, I literally did not think it would ever end and I was so terrified. I literally had a journal entry that I read recently that was talking about how depressed I was and I literally asked myself, I asked my future self if it ever got better and I am so happy to tell you that it does. It's not forever, it's not permanent, it does end. I don't know whether or not it'll be able to end during high school or after you graduate, but as soon as I graduated, I already felt better, and right now I can say I'm fully recovered from it, <laughs> so there is hope if you feel like there isn't. Now is the fun part, where I revisit all these memories. Like I said before, I, I was always depressed. I did not feel like ever doing anything fun. I was crying constantly. I didn't enjoy anything I used to, and I lost passion for a lot of my hobbies. As well, I felt so distanced from my friends and family, partly because I was isolating myself because I just didn't feel like being around people and also just because I didn't feel like I knew how to communicate with them anymore, which might have been specific to me, but I definitely felt that. Also, my grades dropped so much, like so much. And we have all had to deal with this because of COVID and 
all of the stuff that we've had to go through as a result of that. And I know people's grades have dropped, but this was different. Like I have had grades drop. This just, this hit like a mother trucker. <laughs> um, yeah, my grades dropped a lot. I just started not caring about schoolwork ever and teachers would get concerned. But they also were just aware of it, which was the interesting thing about this because they knew that none of us had motivation. Like we would, especially like those first days of class and they would be giving out a bunch of work and they were like, yeah, we're going to give you all this work right now because we know as teachers, as teachers who have taught seniors before that you guys aren't going to have the energy or motivation to do it after, especially with exams coming up. And I was so confused because I didn't understand what they meant. Like I really didn't get why they were saying that. And now I get it so much and I'm glad they did that, but I'm also concerned that it's such a common thing that it's not talked about in a more serious way like if you're a teacher and you know that seniors are struggling maybe there's something else going on and maybe things should change but anyways that's my personal opinion I'm not gonna <laughs> go into that anyways like I said my grades dropped end of that <laughs> I also felt like there was just no point of doing anything and that's academic and personal and like I said it felt like it was never gonna get better I also felt really anxious constantly because of post-secondary decisions that I didn't know how to deal with. And yes, guidance counselors were there, but let's be honest, guidance counselors do not really help. I loved my guidance counselor, but the only thing she really helped me in was encouraging me to take a gap year because nobody else was. And that was one of the reasons I took one and best decision of my life. That's a different episode. Uh, but yeah, I had no idea what I was going to do with the rest of my life. I still don't. And that was by far the most stressful thing I'd ever had to deal with. And I'm dealing with it again right now because it's that time of year where applications are supposed to go through and I still haven't applied. So you're not alone if you're like me. <laughs> but yeah, I was very anxious all the time and I just never was able to escape that no matter how hard I tried. I also felt a lot of numbness during fun situations or just to everything. Like sometimes I'd be hanging out with my friends and I was like having a lot of fun and I was laughing and I was just having a great time. And then suddenly this like wave of just sadness would like <laughs> crash over me and I would just sit there like oddly aware of the situation not like as if I was outside of myself but like I would just sit there while everyone else was having conversations and laughing and a second ago I was laughing too but after that I was just like sitting there and I was just thinking like oh my gosh this is all gonna end this isn't ever gonna happen again and it was just so it was really weird it felt like I was there but I wasn't there and it was just a gray area uh, so that that's not fun um yeah indifference as well I just wanted an escape I really just wanted to not have to deal with it anymore especially because it was something you're surrounded with no matter where you were who you were around classes outside of classes with your family when you're at home there's always this talk of what are you going to do after high school how are your grades doing what are you doing in school there isn't much outside of it for senior year and that is something that I'm going to be talking about a little more after, but that was something that definitely didn't help matters and it made it so hard to try to do with everything. And finally, I felt like such a bad friend and daughter for going through all these things. And now that I say that, it sounds really weird, but at the time, I felt like a really bad person because I would wake up depressed, I would go home depressed, I didn't feel like doing anything, I didn't want to talk to anyone, and every time people started talking about uni or whatever the hell else, I would just shut down and I didn't want to talk about it, and I felt really bad because 
during the moment like I was just trying to cope and not have to deal with that especially because you have to deal with it at, at every other time of your life at least in senior year but I also just felt so guilty because everyone else was going through it too and I wanted to help them but at the same time I didn't know how to help them when I could barely help myself like when you're so deep in it you don't know how to think about anything else and I know a lot of other people were feeling that as well so if you are feeling like a bad friend or a bad daughter or whatever the heck else you're not (laughs) you're just struggling and that is completely okay And I said you're just struggling. I don't mean to discredit that at all, but you are struggling and that is completely okay. And everyone understands, everyone gets what it feels like and no one is going to hold it against you and you definitely shouldn't be holding it against yourself. Next, I'm going to be talking about how I coped with it. Hopefully this is a little less depressing (laughs) than the previous segment, but yeah. To begin, uh, I would document everything I possibly could. And what I mean by this is I would take pictures, I would take videos. I had a friend who had a Polaroid who always loved just like snapping pictures of whatever was happening and it didn't even have to be something big. Sometimes we'd just be like sitting at lunch and she'd snap a picture and it was, that was actually what made me realize that I wanted to because I would just be thinking like if I had like a spare moment, I would just be thinking and that would lead me down a really dark hole. And then I just didn't think that it could get any better. But the thing about senioritis is that it's, it's really, it fluctuates. Like sometimes you'll be really happy. Like sometimes you'll feel on top of the world and sometimes you will feel like rock bottom, like SpongeBob is your neighbor and you literally don't know how to do anything anymore remembering those times like when I was happy and that like it could it was possible like it wasn't just a figment of my imagination that I could be happy it was really helpful and even now I look back on all those memories and I'm so glad that I took them because I can look back and not be reminded of all the sad parts and think about the fact that like most of it was happy like I loved my friends I had I was so blessed with the group of friends that I had and like we wouldn't we didn't have time to do a lot like we barely had time to hang out but different events at school and just walking through the halls and being our idiot selves like that those were like the small parts that really just got me through my year so yeah being reminded of that helped a lot so I would highly recommend that next is something that is really important and I know I'm gonna sound like a complete adult and I apologize in advance but staying off social media it's fake we all know that it's fake like somewhere in the deep recesses of our brain we know it's fake but in the moment you're not thinking oh this is fake like this is just the highlight of this person's like month you're you're genuinely just like oh my god they're living such a good life like why am i not doing this and this was especially the case when people would post their monthly wrap-ups is what it was called or monthly dumps yeah that's what it was called because they would post like a collage of like the best times of their month and I really liked the idea of it and I did it I did it too sometimes but in reality it really just made me feel like every time I would see someone else's story and they just posted all the fun things they did like hanging out with their friends going to concerts doing a bunch of senior year things it made me feel like I wasn't taking advantage and I wasn't doing enough and I was wasting my senior year and I knew like I was never going to get this year back and I just felt like such a waste even though like I could barely get out of bed like I should not have been concerning myself about that but somehow that was my main concern at the time (laughs) so yeah I think it was very important to just 
stay off social media as much as possible especially because I wanted to make sure that the little time that I had for myself was spent on me and not on the people on my feed and I know that sounds self-absorbed but I think we've all gotten past the stage of thinking that self-care is not necessary (laughs) at least I have and I am again very grateful to my gap year for that because during high school like there is no time for self-care especially if you have a job if you're part of a sports team if you do events like if you're part of clubs there is no time for yourself and I realize that now more than anything because even my friends told me like now that I've had my gap year like I'm halfway through my gap year and I've just had so much time to myself to just process everything that's happened and just live and be I'm so much more free in a sense because in high school, I did a lot. Like, I had a part-time job. I was doing rugby, and I was an executive of two different clubs. So it got to be a lot sometimes. And at the time, I was just like, yeah, this. I just have to power through. I have to finish this. I have a bunch of stuff. I cannot think about it, and I can't, like, think about myself either. And now I'm seeing just how toxic that was because I realized that I actually treated people worse for it. Like, I was not the best that I could have been, and... I didn't give people as much attention and I wasn't the best like I wasn't the friend I could have been and I don't blame myself for it now but I'm just a lot more aware of the fact of when I do start feeling burnt out or when I do get very overwhelmed I need to just take a break and that's just necessary and that's the same thing for senior year so again just take a minute for yourself breathe and yeah ignore other people because sometimes that's what's necessary (laughs) next I watched a lot of comfort shows that I used to love and forgot about because I was so caught up in doing other things and for me that was like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, New Girl and a lot of childhood shows and the reason that this actually helped a lot was because I felt like I was growing up too fast and that made me really sad because it's senior year and you're still a teenager and you're supposed to enjoy that time but for me it was work 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 study 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 get bad grades and nap because I was so constantly exhausted (laughs) so I wasn't really thinking about all the other things that could have happened as a teenager I was just very caught up in that stuff so yeah watching stupid shows that I did when I was younger just made me feel a lot better and I just felt like a kid again and that made me really happy next was talking to friends and journaling So talking to friends was actually helpful and not helpful, and here's why. I realized when I was talking to people who were also going through it, like I had friends who were older than me and friends who were younger than me, and when I talked to people my age, even my closest friends, it was very hard to feel heard and benefit from the conversation. And I don't say this as if every conversation should be beneficial to you, because that's not really how conversations work but I just mean that when someone else is going through the same exact thing that you're going through or someone else is going through something themselves you are not going to benefit from that exchange as much as you were to if you were both in a fine place and this just again talking about mental health in general you can't expect someone to help you if they're like if they're barely afloat And I don't say this in the sense that I was expecting help from other people, but maybe if I'm being honest with myself, I was because I 
would talk to these people and I would just be like ranting and then they would just rant back. And it was just this like endless cycle of everyone just talking about what they were going through. And of course, that is perfectly fine. And I'm very glad people were comfortable enough to do that with me. But a lot of the time, it just made me feel worse because I was just like, oh my God, they're feeling it too. It's just going to get worse. There's no getting out. Like there's no getting out of it. And it just wasn't, it wasn't healthy and it wasn't positive when everything else just feels negative. So I wouldn't necessarily recommend talking to friends about this unless you know you know that they're also in a good place I would just recommend just hanging out with your friends and just living and doing as much as you possibly can even though you might not feel like it because my gosh was it hard to do that sometimes so yeah just talk to your friends about normal things and try to not always be consumed by work and classes and what's next on your to-do list because Sometimes you really just need a distraction and that can go a long way. Talking more about that, I forced myself to go out and do things I used to love. And honestly, I probably wouldn't have done this if it weren't for the podcasts I listened to, the very few that actually spoke about senioritis, because again, I didn't have the motivation to do anything. So forcing myself to do things I used to love was probably the hardest thing I was doing at the time, because it's one thing to just force yourself to do whatever assignment you have in the moment because your teacher is going to email you about it and you're going to get in trouble if you don't do it. But actually doing something for yourself, no one's keeping track of that except for you. No one's going to force you to do that. No one's going to care if you don't do it. So yeah, I would definitely recommend just forcing yourself to do something you used to love. For me, that was being active and that was another thing. Like I just wasn't taking care of myself physically because I was just I didn't feel like it mattered honestly and what I mean by that is working out because I used to work out all the time and yeah I had a lot of injuries that also were part of that but if I wanted to I could have like if I really tried I could have and I just didn't because I didn't feel like it made a difference at the end of the day and it definitely did now looking back on it but in the time it didn't so that's why you really just have to force yourself because even if you don't think it'll help in the moment it will it definitely will and I am telling you that right now it will so do it (laughs) next was volunteering and feeling like I made a difference and this was helpful again and not helpful because volunteering is obviously you're taking time and energy out of your day and putting it towards someone else and that is incredibly important I will always stand by that but it's not really helpful if you haven't done it first for yourself And an example of this was when I was volunteering with a bunch of kids on Saturday mornings at my school. And this is wrong for numerous (laughs) amount of reasons because, oh man, I don't love kids. I really don't. And I realized that because of this position and it was, I still liked part of the job. Like I didn't hate kids, but it was just so mentally exhausting dealing with them for three hours and I would have to commute to my school an hour every Saturday and I hated myself every time because on Friday I would have work and I was exhausted from the school day in general. So I would come home from school and then have to get ready to go to work and I'd go to work and I'd get home at like 10 p.m. and I would just want to sleep and sleep in for the first time in a week, right? And no, I would have to wake up at 8 a.m. to bus to go deal with a bunch of annoying children who would not listen to me and would just throw paper airplanes all over the place. And yeah, they're kids. They're going to be stupid. But I didn't want to deal with that. And yet I 
did because I signed up for it and I wasn't about to leave them hanging. So I would go and I would do my job and it was fine. And I felt like it's very rewarding. Like after I would go home, I'd feel like great. Like I did something with my day and I helped other people, but I would not feel good about it for myself. Like I just felt so exhausted and I would like snap at people because I was so mad all the time because I wasn't giving myself the time of day. And I really wish I didn't. I really wish I didn't. I wish I would just either stop going or take breaks every other week or something because I sometimes I would literally have work on Sundays too so I would go to my volunteer thing and then I would come home and I would just nap because I was so mentally exhausted from dealing with the kids and I had no time for myself so yeah again volunteering as long as you know you have the capacity for it if you don't take that time for yourself and make sure that you're good enough. Next was moving and this was part of just forcing myself to go do things I used to love because again I moving was just my escape. I loved going to the gym like I felt like everything just fell away when I was at the gym and if moving for you at the gym like if going to the gym is something that you like you hate the idea of it and it just gives you anxiety or you just don't want to then find a different way to move i've seen a lot of different like videos of dances and like zumba and things that could just be really fun for me some of it also was just like skateboarding and rollerblading like being creative with how i did it because sometimes i just didn't because sometimes i just didn't want to do something productive and going to the gym was something productive and i know that sounds really weird but that was just my brain at the time but yeah and finally one of my favorite ways of coping was taking naps and it was just it helped to recharge and sometimes the worst part actually about that was I used to always be able to rely on naps to make me feel better like I would take a nap because I was in a bad mood and then I would feel better when I woke up but that was not usually the case in senioritis like my entire senior year whenever I took a nap I never felt better when I woke up and that made me so sad because it used to always work like it used to work like a charm and I could always rely on it but not anymore (laughs) it's gotten better now but yeah nothing really seemed to help like the mood swings and just feeling sad all the time But I would still recommend taking naps, especially when you're a sleep-deprived teenager, always doing homework and not having much time for anything else. It really helps, and maybe it'll even help your mood. Maybe you'll be different. (laughs) But yeah, naps, one of my favorite things still to this day. Love napping. Now, for my favorite part, how you can deal with it. So I'm going to split this into three separate sections, academically, socially, and personally. And I'm going to start with academically because I feel like that's the worst. (laughs) So to begin, since lack of motivation is such a big issue, find a purpose. Find your why. And what I mean by this is what are you working towards what is your grander goal figure it out and associate it with whatever you're working on whether that's a test or a project or an assignment i don't care just associate it with something and give yourself that external motivation because i feel like external motivation is a lot easier to accept than internal i don't know why that is i think that's just because that's how the world has set us up for it but anyways An example could be maybe you really want to help people and the only way to do so is by getting a good grade in this class to get into a good med school. Or if you're like me and you have no idea what your plan post-secondary is, think about your future self and all the possibilities you're allowing yourself by getting passing grades or even doing well. And I say this in the sense that maybe even though you don't know what you want to do, you have certain classes that allow you to go into certain programs or certain avenues that you wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. 
Or maybe money is a motivator and you're relying on scholarships. A lot of them usually require good grades or even a good average, so keep that in mind. All I'm trying to say is find your why, even if it's small, and stick to it. Next, for the actual studying aspect, I think something that helped me the most since everything felt so glum was romanticizing studying. For me, that was getting my iced coffee and going to a cafe and acting like that girl even though I knew I wasn't. (laughs) Whatever makes you feel better, do it. And finally, you probably don't want to hear this, but one of the most reliable ways to deal with lack of motivation is discipline. So get into a routine, write your day out or have an accountability buddy. Something that helped me was having hourly schedules and like time blocking and that worked for a little bit and sometimes it didn't and then I would go back to it. Either way, just find something that works for you and stick to it because routine is probably the best way. Otherwise, relying on yourself, if we're being honest, just probably won't work, especially when senioritis is a lot stronger than that voice in your brain telling you to finish that assignment. (laughs) Next is just accepting that sometimes you won't be able to get anything done because most of the time you're in a constant state of exhaustion mentally, physically, all over. And the last thing you want to do is that random Pythagorean theorem equation that you've don't know how to solve because of some random question that a teacher gave you and that didn't even sound like real math right there but you know what it's been a year since I've been in a class give me give me a break (laughs) but anyways you get what I mean it is tiring and sometimes you just mentally won't be able to do it and that is perfectly fine along with discipline comes time management and a big part of that is setting yourself up for success What I mean by that is giving yourself downtime and keeping track of when you're getting burnt out and just really just giving yourself a second to tune in and just think like, are you exhausted? Are you overwhelmed? And if so, take a second to ground yourself before you move on. That can mean a variety of different things. For some people, it's yoga and meditating. For some people, it's taking a walk. For some people, it's hanging out with a friend. Just do whatever you have to do and make sure that you're constantly keeping track of where you're at otherwise no one else is going to do it for you and you're just going to fall into a deep pit of depression and it's going to be really hard to get out of and doing work is going to be the last thing on your mind even though it is unfortunately a very important aspect of senior year the second thing i'm going to be talking about is how you can deal with it on a personal level So to begin, I'm just going to preface that everyone deals with things differently. Like I said in my trailer, I will not claim to know exactly how you can solve whatever you're going through, but I am going to try to hit a bunch of different spots and try to give you a broad yet specific (laughs) list of how you can. So the first thing, first things first, and this applies to everyone, no matter who you are, do everything you can control. What do I mean by this? Getting enough sleep, eating enough food, drinking enough water, these are things that sound very obvious. When you're in it, it is not your main concern. You are not concerned with whether or not you're getting eight cups of water a day or if you had breakfast or if you had eight hours. These are all things that seem like a luxury and a privilege when you're going through senioritis. And let me tell you right now, it will solve half of your problems. If you feel like you're always cranky and you don't want to do anything, it is probably because you're not getting enough sleep and you're not eating enough and you're not getting enough water. And I know it's not easy, trust me. I probably was lucky to get five hours of sleep every day, 
But as a person who was trying to help others not go through the same mistakes that I did, try your best to get at least seven to eight. Nine would be amazing, but I know let's not let's not go crazy here. <laughs> but yeah, sleep is so important and I realized it now more than ever that I actually am getting a healthy amount of sleep. It's changed my life and sometimes you just gotta you really just gotta force yourself to sleep early and just hope that it'll be worth the next day and I'm telling you it will even if you don't think it will right now but I can't force you you can force you so please force yourself (laughs) but yeah those are all things that you can control and that actually have a really big impact on your mental health so even if you don't believe me don't knock it till you try it (laughs) next is getting in touch with yourself and find distractions I'm not talking about denial (laughs) but self-care things like Things that remind you that there is life outside of school. For example, I know that doing things you love is hard right now, but force yourself to do it. I was always like giving myself excuses as to why I couldn't read a book, even though I knew it would make me feel better. Like I love reading books so much, but I would always make stupid excuses like, oh yeah, this, you have an outstanding assignment or it's, I'm too tired to read. Like, no, none of that actually mattered. I had time to read. I like I needed time for myself. And I know that reading helps take me out of situations and it makes me feel infinitely better after I'm done reading. But for some reason, I just didn't think it was a good idea at the time. And that was just senior writers talking. Like now, if I had the opportunity to tell myself to stop being an idiot and read a book, I would because I know it would help me so much, even for a second. And it would just remind me, like, not everything is about school. Like, there are things that I love to do. And school cannot take that away from me. But in the moment, it felt like it could. And I let it. And I'm very disappointed in that. So if you do like reading, read. If you're a movie buff, set aside time once a week where you watch one and put a face mask on or something. I don't know what you want to do. But (laughs) figure it out. You get the gist. And I don't mean, like, you have to set aside a specific time every week. Maybe you don't have a time every week. So just split it up. Maybe you want to... There's a movie you've been really dying to watch, but you're putting it off because you want to wait till you have a lot of time, even though you know that you never really will watch it because you're not ever going to set aside that time because you're too focused on other things. So just force yourself to do it while you're studying or if you have some downtime like when you're commuting to school or something just force yourself to find those little times in your day where you can find the happiness you know that sounded really weird but you know what I mean (laughs) next give yourself some grace even in the smallest way possible even if it's just looking at yourself in the mirror and saying you're doing good I don't care I know it sounds cringy but just acknowledging the fact that you're doing well and that you're actually accomplishing things even if you don't think you are can actually make the world of a difference. Pat yourself on the back when you go to class or when you open your laptop to start studying or when you wake up and you don't immediately press snooze. These are all tiny feats in and of themselves that you don't really think are grand or big, but they are. Like you're pushing yourself to do something you really don't want to do and you're, I guess, pushing past your mental capacity even though that might not necessarily be the best thing to do, but it's helping you in the grand scheme of things. So just give yourself grace. Tell yourself that you're doing good. I know you're doing good. I don't know if you know you're doing good, but either way, these are all achievements and you're doing amazing. And I also just want to say, if you're ever trying to gaslight yourself and tell yourself that senioritis isn't as big as a deal as you're making it out to be, I'm telling you that it is. I went through it. I know other people went through it. 
it's so difficult like it really is it's so similar to being depressed and in that moment it literally felt like nothing mattered and feeling that for eight months straight not great it really isn't and when everyone else is going through it and all that matters is like that one university application life seems so bleak and it feels like nothing else matters so yeah <laughs> it's real it's hard it is incredibly difficult and you're doing amazing just by being here and that is all I have to say in terms of that Next, I'm going to be talking about socially. So a big deal with senioritis is that it affects all aspects of your life, including relationships and your social life. For me, I was an executive a member of two clubs at my school, like I said, and I was constantly part of different things that helped a lot, but that were also exhausting. But for the most part, it was just an excuse to go have fun and live for a bit. So if you're thinking of going to that dance or going to that game or doing anything, do it. Find a friend to go with you, and if you can't, go by yourself and enjoy your own company. That's something that's incredibly important, especially when everyone's busy doing their own things. People start getting jobs. People are very caught up in their own, own lives. Learn to accept your own company, and I know that kind of that's kind of counterproductive when I'm talking about being social, but sometimes you're just gonna be social with yourself, and that's the only time you're actually gonna be able to enjoy other things. <laughs> Next is be proactive about seeking time away from school and simply living. In terms of relationships, it's really hard spending energy on conversations that you have no interest in, but protect your energy. Hang out with kind people, and I mean kind people to both themselves and others. If you can't find them, be that person. I know it's going to be hard, but you attract the energy you put out, and if you are constantly kind to yourself and you gain confidence people are going to want to be around you and that's just going to help you in the long run for yourself and others hang out with kind people keep your distance from people who take your energy and realize that your peace is only possible if you take measures to ensure it and i'm going to repeat that keep your distance from people who take your energy and realize that your peace is only possible if you take measures to ensure it when i wrote that i genuinely wish i could just stamp that on my forehead senior year me i wish i took that to heart because I spent so much time dealing with people that would just take my energy and exhausted me mentally, even though I had no capacity for that. So if you realize that that is happening to you, get out of that friendship, leave, drop them, whatever you have to do, just get out of it and save yourself the trouble. Next, if you have friends you like hanging out with after school, get creative with your hangouts. For example, board game nights or going to a fancy restaurant or going to a museum and having a picnic. I know all of these things cost money, but find a way, if you don't have the means for that, to just do something that is different than what you would usually do. Maybe save up to do any of these things, but just have it in the back of your mind, like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to enjoy it. And maybe you guys are exhausted too. Like, maybe you don't have the mental capacity to do any of those things. If so, just be. Have a night in, watch a show you guys like, or just be in each other's presence. If you have a great friend like I do, you guys can just sit in silence and have fun. Like, <laughs> that is something that really helped, especially when we were both going through it and all we wanted to do was not do anything yet still be around other people it is not easy if you don't have a person like that but like i said before if you can't find that person be that person because i if i've learned anything again go always coming back to my gap year <laughs> if i've learned anything it's that no one is going to show up for you like you are for yourself finally 
a word from me since I've I'm finished talking about all of that I know it feels like it'll never end and you'll never recover but that's exactly how I felt and here I am living to tell the tale it was not easy and I still hardly believe that I was able to do all the things that I did despite how depressed I was constantly but you're doing amazing and it will end it does end (laughs) and overall if any of these things are maybe you've tried all these things I don't know but if you have and it's still useless and you're feeling like crap all the time and it's gotten really bad I would highly suggest therapy or other supports I know my school had some if your friends aren't good enough if your family isn't good enough I know I was never really able to talk to my family about this so I hope this was able to help but if not and you have the opportunity to go to therapy, I would highly recommend it. I was always very not encouraged to do it because of the people that I was surrounded with, but once I did, oh my gosh, it helped so much. I just wish I hadn't waited till after (laughs) I graduated because it could have helped me so much more in the moment, but hopefully this is a little mini therapy session and it can help you in some way. Either way, thank you so much for listening, and I really, really hope that this was able to help you in some way, shape, or form, and that you feel a little better, and that you're able to just enjoy your senior year. You deserve it. You've worked hard. You haven't gotten here by accident. My teacher used to always say that, and I loved it. So yeah, you haven't gotten here by accident, and thank you so much for listening to me speak for, what is that, 40 minutes now? (laughs) Crazy. Thank you so much, and I hope something I spoke about helped you a little bit.